This is the Evil G Podcast. It is episode 87. I am Colin. This here is Stu. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? I know. I don't know how that sounds across on a microphone, although I feel I should apologize if at any point during this podcast I just start sniffing and going, um, the missus is actually downstairs baking bread, trying her hand at bacon, Ooh. and it already, it already smells amazing and the bloody thing's not even in the oven yet, so there you go, I'm well pampered in this house, treacle and Guinness bread. Oh jeez. Yeah, all oh, she's going all out, man. That'll be dense. <laughs> yep. I have one slice of that and that'll be me out for the count. <laughs> So yeah, that's so yeah, that, that that that's why I should apologize. If at any point I just start sort of going quiet, going that that's what it is. I always some the weird with not any idea how to do uh, any of it properly. I have baked a cake before once, fuck off, <laughs> a total a total of one time from scratch, um, just to see if I could. Uh, right? <laughs> how did it go? Did you never? You must have saw it because uh, I remember Amy tried. No, would you? can't think of you ever baking a cake. Well, I did. <laughs> I I know post-kick, Colin. I don't know pre-kick, Colin. No, no. This, <laughs> this was, like, only a couple of years. Ah, bound to have been Okay, right, okay. No, I, I just meant, were you right? Mustn't have been right. Oh, I didn't know you'd ever baked. Fair play to you, lad. That's not an easy thing to fucking just take up and do. It it was. It was a bit. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Could you have broke a window with it? It wasn't that bad. It tasted <laughs> fine. It's just that uh, I I went a bit far with the beating. Yep. Get the air and fucking nuts <laughs> with the egg whites. So <laughs> I think that's what made it a bit uh, a bit dense. But there you go. I remember when I was very younger. I know this is very off topic for our podcast and all, but I remember when I was really young, I tried making shortbread and it was so bad my dog wouldn't even eat it. <laughs> just, just sniffed it and walked away, and I was like, well. I guess I'm never doing that again. Good test. Will the dog eat it? <laughs> nope. Max looked at it and went, no chance, lad. That's just compact sawdust. I'm not eating that. <laughs> I mean, uh, you really have to go all out to, for a dog not to want to yeah. eat it. Because, like, dogs got a really low bar. Yes, they do. <laughs> dogs eat their own shit sometimes. I wouldn't even eat my goddamn shortbread. Like, what the fuck did you put in there? <laughs> I think, I think I used the wrong I used the wrong type of flour and whatever whatever had happened, instead of sort of coming out, you know, all crumbly and shortbready, mm. it was just really dense and compact. So like it whenever you were trying to like cut it into nice sort of, you know, squares and fingers, it was just like just breaking into giant lumps. <laughs> and the dog just looked at it and went, No chance, I Excellent. So. This is our new podcast all about bacon. <laughs> Bacon with Colin and Stu. Which it sounds yeah. like combined we have done twice. <laughs> twice. You, you more successful than me, uh, definitely. I had something that looked. Uh, yeah, this didn't even look like shortbread. <laughs> no, no. Didn't smell like it, didn't taste like it, didn't look like it. So I don't know what I baked, but I tried shortbread and it wasn't shortbread. But <laughs> I don't think I've ever said shortbread so much in a podcast <laughs> in all my life. <laughs> what about games? You're good at those. <laughs> I'm all right at those. Um, it's uh, I've been so I I uh we've been chatting uh a, a while back about this new mode coming to Hitman, which Hitman's all been changed anyway, as we were discussing before. Hitman Three World no of Assassin World of Assassination, and you know, they brought in if, if you put an ass in front of Hitman, you get exactly <laughs> <laughs> you get how 
some people are at Hitman. Um, <laughs> but uh, they brought in this thing called Freelancer. And it's really, really, they've created this whole new safe house and all for it. And it's, it's a roguelike random Hitman thing. And it's really, really cool. So you'll start off and you've, you've got like eight assignments to pick from. And your job is to make it through all eight assignments without getting killed. Well, no, sorry, that's that's not true. You can take so each assignment will have maybe three or four wee missions, mm-hmm. and you'll pick your first. You have a choice of four locations, so you'll choose a location, and you'll have a random target that you have to kill. But in the uh, in the, the the map, you'll also have maybe someone who's undercover selling you stuff if you need it, because you're going in completely empty. You don't get to choose any gear. You go in just you know wear your suit on and that's mm. it so you know like you're farting around trying to you know get some equipment and stuff find your target and you know all the rest of it and then you can find safes and you get money and you know you can then use that to get new equipment and all from the sellers so you'll go through and your first mission might be one target who's kind of easy to get so you'll get him you'll move on and then you'll maybe you'll maybe have a, a not so successful mission and you'll get gunned down but the game doesn't penalize you straight away what happens then is all the other territories in that uh in that mission let's call it the first four sort of levels together yeah the rest of those levels everyone's on high alert now so you can't really just walk around and blend in as a civilian anymore because they know what you look like oh so, right, that's... Yep. <laughs> yes so the first thing you'll have to do now obviously normal civilians aren't going to react to you just you know yeah. guards and people like that so the first thing you'll have to do is get yourself a disguise but because they're on high alert you know your disguise won't be as effective as it normally is but if you manage to get through and get your target down and get to the sort of first uh actual first person you're hunting the syndicate leader they're called right what happens is it puts you into again another another map and there's maybe the first time there'll be four targets and you don't know which of the four targets is your target you will be given a description. And you can't go by looks alone because the four fucking people they'll give you will have maybe three things that match. So they might say, right, they've red hair, glasses, tattoo, and they're uh, wearing a necklace. And you might see three of them have most of those things, but maybe one of them isn't wearing glasses. So you can go, right, it's not him. So you follow the other three around. Maybe and then you I'll... took the glasses off? Really? Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> But um, then they'll say things, right, he's known to be a bit of a foodie, or he's a smoker, or he uh, he's very nervous in crowds of people. So, you know, you'll follow them around, and you might notice him getting jitter if he's amongst crowds of people, or you might notice him going out for a smoke. So he is then on your maybe list. So you'll follow the other three and see if they maybe smoke or they get nervous. Maybe one of them doesn't smoke, but two of them too. So you've narrowed it down to two. So then you have to follow the other two around again and figure out which one it actually is. Then you have to ice them and get out without being known. So there's this whole, I love this whole sort of stalking these couple of different people. Because if you kill the wrong thing, if you kill the wrong person, that's it. Mission's over. You, you could you, really like cut a part of your audio there and it would sound really bad. It would. It I really would. love stalking. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. Uh, people have gotten in trouble for less. Um, but that, that sounds uh, a really cool twist. If you, it, it, It's a very cool twist. Um, no, obviously you'll you'll you've got like I say, there's eight, eight, uh, eight parts. That's the way I'll put it. Eight parts makes up one mission. I don't know what happens if you get through all eight parts because I've not managed to do it. Because as 
you get further and further into it. Jesus, it gets tricky. Like yesterday, as I was chatting to one of the guys I had to take out was standing right in the middle of a hotel lobby. And he wouldn't leave the lobby. He's completely <laughs> surrounded in people. So I had to go about this crazy arse about face way to basically snipe him. But I was so far away from him that thankfully they didn't know it was me. But he was he was in the middle of the bloody lobby and he just gets his head taken off. And I'm, what was I, four floors up looking through a crack in a window. But I managed to get him. But th- that's the type of crazy things you're having to do now. But uh, I messed up then later on anyway, because I was on the, the, the leader mission as the last mission. And there was eight of them to choose from. And all eight targets had grey hair, but they were all suspicious. And I think the guy, the guy I was looking for was a wine connoisseur. So I had to sort of follow them around. And some of them were talking about wine and the barman was not impressed, but then he was impressed with one of them. And I was like, all right, so he's obviously the connoisseur. So I had to follow him around. But I didn't realize he had a henchman following him around who was looking for suspicious people. I was sort of, you know, walking around behind him. And then I noticed the suspicion beater going up. And I'm like, Jesus, who sees me? Who sees me? There's nobody here. And next thing I started getting shot at and I was killed. And I was like, fuck it, hell. Because I was following him. Yep. Because (laughs) I was following him around too much. Um, I, I obviously didn't keep my distance too well because my plan was because he, he went outside to smoke over this balcony and I thought I'll just push him off the balcony then <laughs> this will be nice and easy and uh, no, the game was up not not tough tough shit but it's a very very cool mode and the whole roguelike thing about it is all the equipment you gain over the levels uh, you'll lose if you die die and have to start completely from the start again you'll get the the only thing you get to keep is your weapon selection I believe um, I think. I'll be honest, I haven't. I'm in the middle of a mission and I've picked up the sniper rifle and all the rest of it and I haven't managed to lose them yet. But it's a really, really cool idea just going in completely barehanded and building up your equipment as you go. So anyone you take down, you'll make sure to pick up their equipment because that way you can take it back to the safe house and use it for a later mission. So it's it's very, very, very cool. Uh, it's, it's a nice way to keep sort of Hitman. It's the freshest thing Hitman can actually do. Because obviously you've got people that create their own contracts and all the rest of it, and that's grand and all. But having to go in and search and find and all the rest of it can be a bit tedious sometimes. Whereas if the yeah. game just goes, boom, here's a level, here's two random targets, best of luck. You it's know, like, so, right, the problem with a user-created stuff, and I've been, I, I've discovered this with Forza Horizon 5, because I've started sort of looking at the, you know, you can make your own tracks in that. Oh, cool. But it's just coming down with, like, you know, XP farm shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and we saw that with the uh, with the Battlefield 2042, what they call that again. Yeah, the what they easy call level up servers and things like that. Oh, the, 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 oh, the portal. Portal I, and that's all you saw. You, you weren't getting, like, fun, inventive game modes. You were just getting uh, XP. Aye. Yeah. And I think there is, there's there's runs in Hitman for, you know, easy achievements and all that there. And it's like, like I who don't, cares? That's not I, <laughs> I want to have some fun. So this to me is like, right, here's, here's your random contracts, but you don't have to worry about people creating them. The game, we've created this cool idea. So the game does it. And like I say, I love the leader missions. The whole idea of trying to find out who your target is. It just adds a whole new spin that Hitman's never had before. It's really, really cool idea. Now, I know there was one mission in Hitman 2 where you were looking at the Russian generals and you had to figure out who it was, but once you knew which one it was, 
the game never changed it. So, you know, that was the only downside. Whereas this, like, if you fail it, um, you know, and you get maybe a second chance, it won't be the same person again. Yeah. It's not like you can sort of maybe go in, cause a bit of a ruckus and go, all oh, right, it's him. And then, you know, turn your PlayStation off and turn it back on. Because that will go, nah, <laughs> yeah. it's a different person now. Uh, so you really just have to rely on your own skill? Yep, yep. Because that would be... That's how people would just be doing it then. They'd be just running in, shooting some bullets. Oh, it's 47, your target's trying to escape. Right, who's trying to run away? Him. Right, quit game. Right, load it up. Ah, there, mm. here we go. But that's, no. that's usually the biggest challenge with roguelites. You know, mm. the procedurally generated ones in a way. It's like... Mm. Yeah, it's not a matter of you memorizing where all the enemies are. And that. No, you just need to be able to react and and yep. get good enough at the game to to get through things in one run, no matter what uh, it throws at you. So my my tactic is I will make sure because uh, obviously the, the Hitman games you, you do the blend in thing. So I will always make sure there's somewhere I can quickly go to and blend in, so I can just watch people for a while. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's such a good idea, and I have to admit, I think I'm gonna put. You know, I've played through Hitman several times, love the Hitman games and all, but once you've done them so many times, you have to like leave it for ages and then come back to sort of hopefully try and not remember how things went. Mm. Whereas this, you're getting a fresh experience literally every time you play it. So it's like this cool idea just to keep playing Hitman for the crack. Just seeing if you can finally, I want to see if I can finally complete the mission and see what happens. Like, But it's really, really cool idea. And there's obviously challenges as well. I forgot to mention you can earn more money by maybe, you know, poisoning your target or killing them with a certain weapon or making it look like an accident and things like that. Um, obviously, as you get up the ranks and you get your better equipment, they that those challenges become easier. Because at the start, it might turn around and go, the first level might go, I poison your target. And you're like, I literally have no poison. How can I poison them if I have no poison? But like you say, if there's some rat poison lying around, you might be able to find it. Find that rat. Poison. Find that rat poison. If you know the levels pretty well, you'll know where all that type of stuff is and all. But again, oh, it doesn't shuffle out. Well, it won't. I don't know if it, actually that's a good point. I must check that next time because I I know I know the Paris level now like the back of my hand, but it shuffles the guards and stuff up, and it'll shuffle yeah. up who's suspicious of you. So you might you might be able to just run and get everything the way you used to be able to. You you have to try and still sneak around it. So. It's a really cool idea, and I'm for released as well for absolutely budget price of zero pounds and zero pennies. Nice. How do you beat that? Like I don't know. So <laughs> they next, pay. Not, like not only not only did they turn around with Hitman Three and go right here's Hitman One and Two now for free, but also here's this brand new mode as well. And you're like, fuck me, Hitman Three is Hitman Three could be one of the best values for money on the market at the moment. Yeah, there's definitely a lot in. Mm. But I suppose this will be the last thing they do with Hitman for a while because they've got the James Bond license now. Yeah, so that's right. They're working on that Bond game. Well, we keep mm. thinking they're done with the uh, Hitman. And they'll, and they'll True. Just <laughs> do something else. So. Uh, that's what I've been up to. Just assassinating people, <clears throat> sometimes being very bad at it. Oh, I've tried a couple of things uh, mm. this past week. Um, I decided to give Monster Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter? Monster Hunter. <laughs> Monster Hunter. <laughs> Rice. That sounds like something they do down in Slaggle, Monster <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> so it was added to Game Pass. So um decided to give so it a this, go. Uh, this is the one that's been on the Wii for a while, isn't it? Yeah. Switch. Yeah. Uh, it was on Switch, and it was also 
It released on PC as well, just not. Oh, did it? No. Um, I'm guessing is it out on all consoles? It must be, eh? Uh, Xbox. Now I did try to play it on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Really bad screen tearing. Oh Jesus! For some reason. Okay. Uh, which <laughs> isn't great. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's like thirty-two pound on PlayStation. I was looking at it because I enjoyed the last Monster Hunter, but I don't know if this is anything similar. So this will be good to hear from you. This is you very, very similar. Very. Oh. Uh, it's a monster. Um, the the aesthetic of it is a lot more Japanese. Um, sort of everyone's ninjas now. Mm. You know, everything looks very samurai or ninja type thing. Um, whereas the last game have that as much. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you've played a Monster Hunter game, you know the deal. Except the job to hunt a monster, you go in a time limit and you have to kill or capture that monster to make new gear, to hunt bigger monsters, rinse, repeat. Um, I think this one's trying to go for a bit of, bit more story. Uh, I know World does that as well. Um, I couldn't actually tell you what the story in that game was. I don't I know. Remember. You were on a, like, a big walking thing or something. I don't know. The town moved. I remember that part. Oh, okay. I don't even remember that part. I just remember some old dude constantly telling me, there's a threat. Oh, there's a bigger threat. Oh, there's an even bigger threat. And I'm like, oh, okay. I get where this is going. That's kind of what this one's doing as well. Like, I haven't played a ton of it, but it's like, starts out. It's like, oh, this, this thing happened. It's dangerous. You're a hunter now. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the main difference I can tell uh, now. You remember in, in World you could do the grappling hook on certain points. Yeah. So you now have a, a grappling hook that you can just grapple to anywhere. You can use Ooh. the dash forward, dash straight upwards, or the walls, and then wall run up. Uh, you're like you can do it twice. In a row, and then like each each one's on cooldown. But you can collect this bug that adds an extra charge to it, so you have three. I'm not sure if it goes up to to four. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's all these um, there's these things. Um, what I believe is a new piece of equipment is like you get this bracelet and slot um, where you can get different different types um, that will give you buffs when you're out on a hunt. Um, and there's like different color bugs that you will collect. Well, they look, they sort of look like hummingbirds and there's a yellow one and a green one and a red one. And, you know, they'll buff your, your stamina, your health or your attack. And there's one for defense, um, in different ways, depending on, you know, the bracelet thing you've got equipped. So I think that's new. I definitely that is. There, there wasn't in world anyway. I don't have extensive knowledge of the Monster Hunter game. Um, but yeah, it's like it, if you enjoyed World, you probably enjoy this as well. And it, it looks pretty good for something that came out in the Switch. I'm guessing there was a wee bit of wee bit of extra work put into it, or maybe it's more of a port of the PC version to the consoles. Maybe yeah. Well, it was the PC version I, I was playing, anyways. So, oh yeah. Uh, Point. Where's they got that big expansion coming up soon? Is it Sunbreak or something like that? It is Sunbreak. Um. I also played... Uh, I found a, some crazy bastard remade Simon's Quest. That is very cool. For playing to that guy. Nobody else would. Yeah. But this is like a full from the ground remake that just some fans have made. Yeah, so they've called it uh, Castlevania Chronicles 2. Oh, nice, nice. Simon's Quest. Um, so Castlevania Chronicles is that remake. That weird sharp system but also came out in the playstation 
Um, so they're they're going for something similar to to that. You know, better graphic. The music's all reworked. Um, I think a lot that they have like lifted sprites from somewhere because I don't think it's it's all like from the ground up. Uh, you know, made every single sprite in this game because mm. the sprites are inconsistent. Some ah, uh, right, okay. The way they look. Um, different people working on different sprites as well. Yeah, but I think even they say it's like the. There's a disclaimer at the start, being all oh, like, oh, this is no profit, and we lifted sprites from some Capcom games. Oh, nice. <laughs> so so um, they definitely have used stuff um, from other games. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, it's it's exactly what you what you would expect, like f- from considering that Chronicles is is like yeah, this is a good approximation. It's like if they did another Chronicles based on Simon's Quest, like it would be this. Um, you speak to people and what they say makes sense now. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you actually get proper hints. It looks like it, it just follows the the path of... It'd be interesting to know, did they mix anything up just to think you pay more uh, that far in? Uh, it's also like the like the HUD, the way the health bar is and all. I'm pretty sure they just took that out of uh, Symphony. Because uh, <laughs> the way your health... Your health is displayed as a number. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be very symphony. Uh, and you know, not there's numbers popping off when you hit things and and such. Um, yeah, and, and it actually controls pretty well. Fuck the fishmen is they change them so that they'll will jump up right on up and. Oh, I don't think they did that in the original. It's really, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, a good fan remake. I don't, I don't think I don't know if Konami tend to go after fan remakes. It might it might survive, but it's if you just go. Go search for it. You'll be able to find it. It just runs as its own Axie file yeah. on a PC. I've just found it here. The uh, the cover artwork for it is very cool. Mm. Have you ever done that? That's very, very cool. Put that on for download. <laughs> oh, that's a, a few other things they change as well. It's like there's money now as well as hearts. Uh, you don't spend hearts to, to buy... You know, the sub-weapons and the whip upgrades, you use the money, and the hearts are now just used per use which wasn't wasn't the uh the way it was before unless you were using the upgraded weapons the gold and i take hearts off you every time you used it in nest version whereas this Mm. is like yeah if if you use some weapons like traditional like castlevania usually always says it it costs hearts to use. uh and the uh churches now charge you 500 gold heal oh which is quite a lot (laughs) that is quite a lot and (laughs) <laughs> like they could be seen as we dig at religion <laughs> <laughs> you want to stay here and heal do you oh. this was free before. <laughs> hard times and all that there oh jesus um and the other thing i played uh was this is a good tie into part um so xbox had a show thing Showcase, I guess. Uh, and one of the things they showed was a new game from Shinji Mikami's team are called Tango. Tango game. Um, and they showed off a, a nice this new game, Hi-Fi Rush, uh, rhythm-based action game. And then was like, and it's out now. Unfortunately, it leaked like the day before. It's a bit mm. of a shame because like, when's the last time we had? And it's out now. Yeah, you don't get enough of that. Yeah. She's like, here's a game. Now you won't hear about it for two years. <laughs> uh, or we need to market the fucker to this and show off stuff and then not meet the expectations we set. Aye. 
See, you'll you'll never have anyone complaining about about this game because no one had any expectations. They didn't yep. know it was coming. Um, so yeah, I, I gave this a try. It's on Game Pass, obviously. Um, so I was I was skeptical first. I was like, uh, I played Metal Hellsinger and just did not the, the ryth- rhythmic attacking was just way too distracting shoot things and uh, just did not click with it so i was like is this gonna be the scene but so hi-fi rush is more of a it's a third person game uh akin to like a devil may cry um type of i've got this weapon and i've got combos and i can dodge and i can parry type of thing mm. you know that type of game i know that type of uh, game and it turns out that setting that to yes if you attack on the rhythm you will do more damage works really fucking well in this type of game i mean you get it straight away you don't even have to try provided you don't play these games by just wearing out your buttons um, oh, yeah, yeah. um and actually time your attacks based on what's happening on screen um you'll pretty much pick this up pretty pretty fast and be able to get into a rhythm it makes you feel pretty pretty good um some of the other reasons why it it, it makes it so much easier to do um like the the vi- how it's represented visually is is really cool because when you attack an enemy you're hit no matter when you hit the button to hit the the finish of that animation will end with the impact and it, that will be on the beat so that's when you hit the button again on impact oh, to do your right. next one so it's like you can you can completely do it visually um you could probably you know if someone was hard you could probably like mute this and and still play it um do fine um and like the, there's like light attacks are one beat but heavy attacks take two beats um mm. uh so even when you're looking at your character and you hit the button to do a heavy attack they'll do a foot stomp in the middle of the animation so that's the beat that it's you know it's taking two beats so it's like fucking cool stomp my foot on the ground and then hit the enemy with with the the guitar um and You'll know that uh, having played games like Devil May Cry, there's always those combos where it's like uh, attack, pause, attack, attack, and mm. that'll. So in this, that it has those kind of combos as well, and that's the combos you would usually use to to pop an enemy into the air for juggling. Um, so that's represented through the animations as well. So if you if you do like a light attack, and then you do nothing on the next beat, they do the foot stamp. It, and you hear a hand clap, <laughs> and then you could do your next. Uh, that's when you do your next attack. Um, it, it just like everything about the game is designed around that concept of of doing things in time, and they've done it really well. Even like the way that the world is, like things moving all in time to the music, um, and it's it's just got this really cool uh, anime style look to it. Uh, it's actually it's it's probably more. It's a wee bit anime, a wee bit Western Saturday morning cartoon of a, of a man. You can also uh, hit the back button at any point, and that will actually bring you up a beat bar, which you know, nice. show you where exactly the beat that. is. Uh, uh, so gone if the, you're struggling to find it, at least the game gives mm. you something to at least... Uh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's like they knew... They knew that this can be tricky, hmm. to, <laughs> to trying to do the rhythm stuff. Uh, you know, it being a different style of game than just a, a rhythm game. Uh, so they've, they've gone the great lengths to make it 
all into um and i think if you played this if you played devil may cries ben as those type of intense action games and find that you know you're pure shite at them mm. you know devil may cries just giving you d's all the fucking time yep whatever <laughs> I think the playing this would make you better at those games because it'll get you out of the habit of mashing and stuff and, and actually yeah. timing you, stringing your combos together. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend Hi-Fi. Got it, I can't play it, you know. God damn it, Microsoft, why did you have to buy freaking Tango? <laughs> yeah, this one's not coming to PlayStation, is it? No, no chance. No chance. So, it's only 30 quid. I would happily trade... This sounds awful, but I would happily trade Ghostwire Tokyo for Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> <laughs> Can we swap Microsoft? <clears throat> I still haven't played that, but uh, probably. Like, a Ghostwire was, like I said, Ghostwire was grand, but this looks fun as fuck. A lot, see, it's the look. As soon as I seen it, I went, oh, all, I th- all I could think of was Jet Set Radio. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that type 100%, of shit in years. You nailed that, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jet Set does look Jet Set Radio as fuck. Even the way the HUD and all looks. Aye. Aye. I see, I haven't seen that type of cell shading. I know there's games these days have, quote-unquote, you know, cell shading graphic options, but it's not what I call true cell shading. It's They're finding a clever algorithm to make the game sort of look cell shaded but that to me was like, that was a living, breathing cartoon in your on your, your Dreamcast, that was fantastic. So yeah, as soon as I seen it, all I could think of was Jet Set. And then I just seen like, the the, the the characters running around with this cat and he wants to be a rock star. And I'm like, this sounds bonkersly brilliant. And then I seen it being played and I was like, ah, oh, damn, I'll never be able to play it. Well, maybe not never, but you know, that that was the reason generally the next day why I was messaging you all about upgrading my graphics card. <laughs> I, was all, I have to play this game. This looks amazing. So glad to hear it's good though. Glad to hear Tango still putting out good games. And it's weird. This is their first sort of non-horror type thing. It's a massive departure for Shinji Mikami, definitely. Uh, <laughs> the, the, right. the Resident Evil guy. But yep. I guess, did he have something to do with Devil May Cry? He did. He did. The, original, the first one he did. And then he had something to do with Bayonetta. And then he had something to do with that Vanquish one as well. So maybe maybe it's not so much a departure. Just the, the tone. The tone is uh, what else did they announce at this? Well, they didn't really announce anything else. They just showed stuff. Uh, Minecraft Legends. Don't even is some sort of strat. Is it a strategy? I, I think it's some type of uh Minecraft Legends. Hang on, is that the top down isometric type thing or something? Maybe. Yes. I think, it I think so. Like that. <laughs> um, dungeon crawler type thing. Yeah. They showed the well. This was a reveal. The next uh, Elder Scrolls expansion set in Eastern Morrowind. Um, showed a good bit of uh, Redfall. Yeah, that looks very cool. Yeah, well, I feel like this is the per- first first proper look we've got at Redfall. Actually, um, they had me with. Uh, it's kind of like Far Cry Two, but vampires. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I was like, yep. Well, um, but yeah, this, this is this is arcane. So. It, and the way from looking at the the gameplay, um, definitely, I think I'm on board for this. So the, the guys that did Dishonored and Prey, and yep. didn't they do um, that Deathloop as well? Deathloop, yep. Deathloop's very yeah. good. And just though the way all the uh, their 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 games are always like different systems. And that's that's <clears> that's where the uh, so this is that in a, more of an open world sort of environment, uh, which is where the that's comparison to Far Cry 2 comes out because Far Cry 2 was just like here's this playground with all these 
systems and like the you got the ballistics model and how balls have when they hit different things and we've done all this intricate thing and the way the AI works and just go out there. There there wasn't much to Far Cry Two beyond you just going around and taking you know different mm. bases and all. Um, I just remember the guns rusting and and the fire being uncontrollable. If, mm. you, if you set something on fire and it was near a field, it's like I. Good luck with that. <laughs> you were in Africa and it's pretty dry. So and and here's the thing, is like they got rid of all that stuff for the Far Cries beyond that. It's like he took all the stuff this game nailed and just watered it. <laughs> put in fucking radio towers everywhere. They Ubisofted it. They, they Ubisoft the fuck out of it. Um so yeah, I, I'm pretty hyped for Redfall. Uh, four player co op as well. Oh, no, nice. It's an horror game you can't play. <laughs> ah, that's right. <laughs> God damn it, because it's our team. <coughs> and they were bought by Microsoft. Yep. Um, and that's, that is out in May, 2nd of May. Oh, that's not too far away then. And then they showed a bit of Forza and didn't give a date. Uh, so, yeah, Forza Motorsports looks like it's going to be. So it was supposed to come out spring this year. Um, looks like it could slip to the third quarter or maybe even later than that. Oh, because I was definitely, definitely. Oh, uh. <laughs> that's that's one of the things I, I just like the the driving in Forza away, Gran Turismo, mm. uh, and things that's like that. It's not quite arcadey, but it's not like crazy simulation either. I mean, it, it, it can be, but I don't even think uh, Gran Turismo. I don't think is that great simulation because uh, I th- I think all the cars just don't feel like the suspension is doing what it should be, and everything feels very stiff. Um, I see my- Hutchie goes into all the crazy settings and does all that there. Mm. So I think that's why he enjoys it because you can. Hey, you can do that in Forza. Ah, well, he doesn't own an Xbox, or he probably would. <laughs> but I actually I, do that as well. I, I go and change the the car, like the gearing ratios and all. I wouldn't have a clue about any of that. There's a really handy app out there for Forza. Will you know teach you what should be going on. Ah, right. Or uh, you can just put in a a bunch of like, oh, what's your car's weight? Um, you know, it's performance class. So, what, what, how many revs does it redline at? And it'll work out like optimal gear and rate, um, spring stiffness. But like more the the, the tune in that is about like that'll get you a baseline. But then you need to go and drive the car, and then you have to feel is this oversteer or understeer, and then. Go back in and change, you know, your anti-sway bar, the stiffness of them to affect how how easy. But yeah, it's definitely. I mean, you don't have to do that, but it, it feels good when you when you do. It. Yeah, when you know. Aye. <laughs> it, it used to be I wouldn't drive. I wouldn't even bore we, you know, high powered we would drive cars because because it just spins out. But then when you start doing that stuff, you can get it where you can actually control it in a corner. Um, but I won't be able to do any of that till far later. Mm. Well. Uh, Hopefully it's sort of the early part of quarter three and you're not waiting too long. Well, whatever whatever it takes to get as long as they don't release a half finished game. <laughs> yeah. Just do uh so HBO have renewed Last of Us for a second season. Aye. Which didn't take too long, but due to the I'm not surprised though with all the uh positive praise it's getting. Mm, definitely. Uh I have watched the three episodes that are out and mm. really, really uh I guess it, it's no real surprise to this, um, but like you were saying yesterday, it's like, is this just going to be, this first season going to be the full game? Does yeah, that, that's what uh, I'm wondering. 
Uh, and you're thinking, so that's 10 episodes. Mm. Which would make sense. I mean, you couldn't stretch it out too much. Oh, they're really long, though. That, that yeah, one, that, that, this week's was an hour and 15 minutes. Oof, right. TV episodes are just turned into films. They really are, holy fuck. And films that are like fucking... All day marathons. Pay-per-view length. <laughs> thing. Um, well, yeah, definitely then. If, I mean, if they're getting that type of length, then definitely one season should cover the first game because if you start... I think so. Uh, so technically at the moment, there should only be two seasons. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's that's what I was getting at there. It's like, can you really do this beyond uh, how... Like, we're in the early days yet. We're like, hey, this is really good. You stuck to the source material, uh, have expanded on parts of it that have complemented what was already there instead of trying yeah. to go off in your own direction, and it's I, working. I really enjoyed the wee opening part of uh, or episode two. You no, know, it's... The, the wee doctor and they bring her in and they're explaining like you know we found this on a human and she's mm. like right bomb everything <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> she's just like bomb it all um but uh will they be able to hold back from just <sighs> once once they've exhausted the source material I, I, i'm sort of like right um HBO is the same channel that had game of thrones isn't it <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> and that's why it worked <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, we've got the source material. This is brilliant. We've run out of source material. Let's do our own thing. And it's pitch. Let's shit all over the parade. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I I really don't know. To me, like the reason everyone's loving this is because it's such a good story. Fans are loving it because it's so you know close to the game. You know, People who have never played it are just enjoying this fantastic story as well. It's obviously telling you that what was, what was written for this game is, is very, very good. Don't stray from that, or you're gonna just end up doing another. Because the thing is, you know for a fact, if they end up trying to stray from this, they're just gonna end up doing another goddamn Walking Dead. Yeah, that's what the route they will end up going down. They yeah. will not know what to do, and they'll go, "Oh, Walking Dead was popular. Oh, let's do that." Walking Dead was a bad show. It was, but it was popular. <laughs> Be interesting to go back and watch the first series. That is, is that as. Because I remember enjoying that, and then the second series being like, hey, this is entirely one volume of of the, the books, and you can it, tell because you are stretching it. It wasn't one volume, it was three bloody pages turned into an entire season. Yeah, oh, well, they, it, it was one issue, it was them at that farm. I, I, got, I honestly, I seem to remember that being like three fucking pages. I, I do honestly remember it being I think that it's, short. I think it's a single issue of the, co- of the monthly comic. All right. Right. I That's think it might be a single issue and they just stretched it the fuck out. Can you just tell they had this one set and they were like, right, we need to just use this set and nothing else. See, I wouldn't want them doing that with the second season and looking at that second game and going, mm, uh, can we... like Because like both the first game and the second game are their own like contained stories. Mm-hmm. Like There's a massive time gap in between and they're, they are very much the same characters but they are very much standalone stories. Mm. Um, but like the first game there's repercussions of the first game that happen in the second game yes um, but like you could you could just go and play Last of Us 2 without never playing you'd be grand um, so I think that's why like you need to do this and do this in one just trying to try uh, ah, yeah. multiple seasons now not, losing steam. Naughty Dog has said if um, now they've said they're done with Uncharted. Which is fair enough. 
And they have also said that if they can't come up with a compelling story for a, a part three of Last of Us, mm. it's not. There's not going to be a part three. Uh, there's no point. Just I know. want. I want to believe them, but you know, Sony show. money uh, show yep. makes people yep. do very stupid things. Yeah, it does. And I'm pretty like Last of Us Two is pretty much straight. Uh, this is the end. Yeah, we're done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing left to accomplish. Um, so I don't know how they would with it. I mean, obviously you can tell different stories in that world that's got nothing uh, Joel, mm. and that seems to be the one. We'll also have that, that multiplayer Last of Us thing still has to come. Oh, is that still happening? Yeah, that's still happening. That's going to be a oh, live okay. game. Mm. Um, there's uh, one more thing on Last of Us. Um, so the actress that played Tess in the game, uh, mm. Annie... Uh, Worshing, uh, so she passed away. She only in her forty-five shows. Um, uh, she was diagnosed with cancer. I lost that fight. So if you're ever wondering, is like, oh, why did they cast the flyer? That's that's why Tess was. Yep. Um, yeah. and she she obviously she doesn't cameo. No, no. Guys, yeah, I know most. Or is it all of the game cast have we cameos here and there? I know definitely Troy Baker and your woman that played Ellie. Dude. Yeah, and obviously Marlene. She didn't even get a cameo. She was straight up playing Marlene. Yes, yeah. Uh, that's who was on about the fire for name. Uh, um, but like, I haven't seen the guy that plays Bill in the game, and he's pretty recognizable. It's, oh, which guy? Um, uh, has the fight with the big guy pokes his eye. Oh, oh, big. What do you call him? I know. Who, I, I, yeah. Dan. Uh, Dan. He's, he's Dan and Deadwood. I'm yes. trying to give his actual name, but yes, I know who you're on about. Yeah, so Vincent he... no, that's not Vincent Panofio. No, I'm talking shite. <laughs> I'm talking shite, but I do know the big guy you're on about. Yeah, he he plays Bill in the in the game. All right, very good, very good. Uh, it was what do you call your Hofferman? Uh, Nick Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. He plays Bill in the the show. Anyway, yeah. Um, looking forward to the tirade of video game adaptions trying to. Oh, you know, it's definitely, as we hey, said last week, it's, it's going to happen. Just going to skip to this next one. So Amazon's making a two-meter film and TV series. It's happening. Yep. It is happening. Amazon, so what have they got their hands on now? They've got their hands on Fallout, Mass Effect, God of War, and now Tomb Raider. <clears throat> mm. But there's so many, like, they're not going to be able to make a Last of Us out of, right, for a start, Tomb Raider, uh, it's, you're not going to have, the best you offer is to make some fun. Um, yeah, you, you make a Indiana Jones with Lara Croft. That's a Tomb Raider movie, and that's what they try to do with the two other movies, and it just doesn't work for whatever reason. Uh, well, I haven't seen the recent one, but the thing was, I think with those, they were trying to make them too gritty. And that <laughs> yeah. just, it just doesn't work. And they 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 just make the characters so fucking one dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. And even uh, like I said, I haven't seen that most recent one. I don't know if that tries to make her maybe maybe she just is one that won't work but i feel like the the most that writes the survivor trilogy you know flesh her character Boy. um but yeah that like if you the character development between like you know the characters in last last of us compared to like the character of lara croft and how she's been written just does not compare nope so really don't. I don't know. It's like the 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 bar the bar of entry in the being a video game character is a lot lower than being on TV, TV or film. I think. Um, 
because it is completely okay and you can tell a great story by just making the character that the player controls be completely silent and not have any personality at all and that will work fine because the person's playing is Mm-hmm. You you are Gordon Freeman, you know. So like, if you ever try, can you imagine trying to do a Half Life film and trying Jesus to put Christ. a personality on Gordon, and it's just <laughs> like, just don't do that. It would not work. It's like the, 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 this Doom TV series is apparently happening. Yeah. What the fuck is that gonna be? It's like the Halo one, whereas like the the this guy is Master Chief and name only. Ah. <laughs> oh Christ. No, there's, there's, I think The Last of Us obviously works so well because it had such a narrative and, you know, very Just good story. Just already got real strong. There's yeah. a really good base to build off. If you take, like, obviously we really enjoyed the Castlevania series on Netflix. Yeah, what? but that's them starting with yes. a very blank slate. Yes, they that's start, what I mean. They started you, with Castlevania 3, yeah. Yeah, you could take maybe something of old that, you know, as you say, it's pretty much a blank slate, and then you can maybe, if you're good, write a good story with that. But taking something from newer terms and trying to go, here, that was a good game, let's try and make that into a movie, and you go, no, that's not going to work. This mass, this mass Effect thing that they're doing uh, is going to be a fucking disaster. Yep. I'm actually worried about the God of War one as well. Actually, I, uh, I, Amazon's usually pretty shit in general. That's the thing, I... Because it's apparently it's the people that made that Wheel of Time show, and apparently that is the biggest pile of shit. Yeah, they tried to do a Game of Thrones, didn't they? It was like, oh, yeah. let's get one of the most popular fantasy series books. Let's try and make a show. Yep. So we don't want to spend a lot of. They made a pig's ear of it, and this is the team that's partly doing God of War. So um, now bring on Twisted Metal. <laughs> that's that's where my hopes are next. Twisted Metal that's should a, be. Yeah, it's a pretty blank slate. As long as they don't half-ass a shitty story over the top of it, because that's how the... As far as I can tell, Anthony Mackie has to drive across post-apocalyptic America to deliver a package, and everybody wants it off him. If you, car combat. If you want some inspiration besides the games, Fury Road. Yeah, per- aye. perfect. Yeah, like, this, 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 this is what people have been saying. It pretty much should be a Mad Max TV series with the Twisted Metal characters. Just make everything look really cool. Yep. And just everything's obviously driven by, by mad petroly things that should not work, but somehow do. <laughs> but we're, we're, we're sort of divulging there. <laughs> uh, you remember we recently talked about Ubisoft being cancelling yep. games and being in financial financial trouble, mm. but not that much trouble. No, um, there's still Ubisoft at the end of the day. So your man, a butcher's name, is it Yves? Yves? Gimero? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yves Gimero. I wasn't too sure you meant there. The <coughs> moment you went, Eves, I was like, yep, I know who you're all about. <laughs> so it was shortly after that, uh, well, he made a statement to to staff and basically put all the fucking blame on mm-hmm. on them. It was all like, balls in your court to deliver. Uh, uh, check your budgets, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so they're, they're based in France and the French don't take kindly to companies yep. tell them, <laughs> telling them what's what. Nope, they will happily take a fucking three-week lunch break. Uh, yeah, so 40 staff have walked out of Ubisoft Paris. Yeah, it's basically like to, to give more of like, the fuck do, who the fuck do you think you are? It's like, it's, it's your fucking half-assed 
decisions that have got us here. And you're blaming us. What the fuck? <coughs> um, and he had to <laughs> had to eat his words. But like, uh, he's good at that. He's good at getting and saying shit and then doing fuck all about it. Because you remember yep. Ubisoft with all the sexual harassment stuff. I was like, where's all that now? Where did, where did all that go? I don't remember seeing any any fucking you know actions come out of the back of that. Uh, I wonder. I wonder will Ubisoft be up for sale at some point? Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, you end up where it's either Sony or Microsoft going to own fucking everything, except for like you know people will leave and start their own studio. All those big you know legacy franchises will be. I think. Mm. Um, and speaking of them too, and Sony, they're not doing E three. E three is back else. this year. No one wants to do it. Uh. That's like the three big games companies have decided. Nah, we're we're not fucking balling. Now you'll obviously probably still get um, e, EA. Don't do it anymore. Do they do their nope. own thing? Don't they? they they stopped. Uh, but there's no no news about what will they have a presence on that floor. But the these three, if you buy a ticket to E3, you ain't gonna see Microsoft. You ain't gonna see Sony. You ain't gonna see Nintendo. Um, Devolver should just book out the whole hall and leave it empty. <laughs> Because that's like something they would do. I fucking love Devolver. They're a bunch of mad bastards. They'd probably, as you say, book out the whole hall and just have what do you call him, Suda 51 in the middle with a banjo just singing <laughs> something. <laughs> that would be a Devolver show. Are you okay? You're ticking it. It's just some guns running at you with a baseball batter <laughs> chasing you about LA Convention Center. Uh, I'd actually pay for that. <laughs> I was going to say, how much would you pay for that? That'd be a great crack, man. Chase my Suda 51. Oh. Or, or you know what they should actually do? Devolver should just turn it into a gig. Because they have Oh, like get bands and shit? Uh... Ah, they, they should just get... No, they're, they're fucking... They're so... You think about it. They do the likes of Hotline Miami. They do that fucking badass one. Um, oh, what's the, the one that came out earlier? Fight. Midnight Fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, Fight, they, yeah. they do that. Uh, they do the likes of Broforce. They, they they do all this fucking cool indie music. They should just do a fucking gig with all the music. That'd be fucking lethal. Sounds like there's going to be enough room for it. it? <laughs> <laughs> do you mind, um, before it sort of went away, um, Konami had a big fucking space. And when E3 was at its height, it's like you had to... You would pay for your space, and then you had the option to pay again for next year. And hmm. am I Konami? It was when they didn't know if they were doing games or not anymore, and they had a big, massive space, but they kept paying for it. So you, in on the show floor, there'd just be this big red carpeted blank area, which is Konami's area, but they've got nothing to show. But they kept paying for it, so you just get a big fucking open thing oh, with a mate. Konami sign on. So really stupid. That's why they have to, have to sell NFTs now to get money back. They need all that E3 money back. Are they still selling NFTs? <laughs> I, I, I dare say. I mean, you think about it, it, there's not much work in keeping them on sale. Well, at least they're, uh, you know, allowing people to license their franchises and you can pitch stuff and they'll let you do it as long as you yeah. don't make them pay for it. <laughs> uh, and lastly, uh, we have Sony have a new VR headset coming out soon much <laughs> uh and apparently i don't know if that, how true this is but reportedly they had a like half the number they were sending out uh due to the pre-orders being shit because uh ain't no one can afford yeah that's my big thing that's money <laughs> they were asking was it's more than the bloody playstation 5 yeah that's bonkers like 
£530 for the headset. The only reason anyone bought the first one was because, well, at the time it was the cheapest one. It was, yeah. Um, and this day, like, you you don't have... The curiosity isn't there as much anymore because most people... No, have, they've, they've tried it or, you know... They've, they've tried it, you know. they've done the thing, they've got over it. The, um, the quest... Yeah, sort of seeded that for a lot of people, and yeah, that probably was the, yeah. that was the entry point, really. Yeah, that was the, definitely the cheapest. And I enjoy a bit of VR as much I as do. the next person, but there is nothing that I've experienced on VR where I'm like, I need a way better version. I need a, I, I need to pay five hundred or well, I suppose if you include the PlayStation Five, a thousand mm. for to to play this slightly better. There, there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing that would get you that nope, excited to mean. pay that much. Nah. It, just, it just made me wonder. It's like, have, have like for the first thing, did the the, the people making the the hardware uh, did Facebook fuck everyone over by making the entry so low that people got it out of their system, and now maybe aren't bothered about it. And also, have they got too greedy too quick by pushing out all these fucking stupidly expensive headsets? Even the Quest itself went up by a hundred pound, which I think is like, who would do that? Yeah, that's that's bonkers to think that I can actually make money on my Quest now. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't understand what that was about. They were claiming it was the price of parts and things like that. But as you say, there's been no game that I've played. Like we've we've played a bit of multiplayer together with the likes of Onward and stuff. Mm. Obviously, you guys were running on PC, so you guys were running. A much better looking version than me, but at no point did that impact anything, or did I think, oh, I wish I was looked as good as ever the rest of them's game? Because the thing about the VR is, you're not. I don't know about you, but I don't really pay attention to how good the game looks. It's more because it's VR. It's how does it play? Yeah, uh, I mean, it doesn't bother. But hmm. I think the biggest thing for VR, for you to have that proper blow your mind experience like, you know, once you try it for the first time it will sort of, you know, you'll be impressed but my first experience with VR I kind of killed it uh, for myself by doing it like where you go into the big massive space that oh, yeah. is mapped one to one to what you're seeing in the goggles yeah. and you could, and the whole thing is on your back and you can move freely around um, and that that is still the best thing I've ever done in VR was that we're, all yeah, that, we were doing was shooting awesome. zombies. But that would be awesome, being basically in a room, not worrying about, you know, uh, as you say, the whole room's mapped out, so there's no way yeah. you would ever beat that experience. No, because you, you're... Probably a lot cheaper for people to do with the likes, you say, with the likes of the quests and all. Yeah. So you could probably even do it cheaper and easier these days, but uh, you'd never beat that. That yeah. experience was unreal. It is the idea of you, like, completely giving yourself over mm. to what's going on in the headset and not... Like, you mentioned there, like, in your house... You're worried about punching a wall, doing that. Like yeah. that's always going to be there in the back of your mind. But when you're like, "Not, nah, I'm, I'm here now, and I don't have to worry about, you know, walking down some stairs or something." Like I'm just going to trust that this space is mapped correctly, and I can't do anything stupid. Uh, and if you trust that, like let yourself go into that, then it is fucking crazy how good that is. But uh, who has that? Kid? No, exactly. Well, that there's a. Very quickly, a sort of side note, there's a game on the Quest. I cannot remember what it's called, but they basically tell you, do not buy this game unless you have a, what is it? You need a 10 meter by 10 meter space mm. to play this game. But yeah. you can actually do it with two headsets. And then you do like a, a deathmatch type thing where basically it creates this big map 
right. like this big maze. So basically, if you've got this huge space, you you start at one side, your mate starts at the other, and then you go through the maze trying to hunt each other. Somebody's getting. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's a cool idea. Uh, and thing with the problem with it, there hasn't been a lot of games that feel like full on games. True. There's been no big killer apps. There's like Half Life Alex. That feels mm-hmm. like a full, complete, like AAA release. Uh, and mm-hmm. then you've you've got, you know, you've got adaptions and things like the the Resident Evil stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a game that already existed before. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's some cool adaptions and all, but you want something that's been built for VR. Yeah, I mean, uh, is this Horizon Call of the Mountain going to be anything? I, I doubt it. But do you know that's the other thing that's get me about this PlayStation Two VR? The launch lineup is literally like ninety five percent of it. Is stuff that's already on the PS1 VR. So it's yeah. Like, what, what's the point of buying this apart from maybe one or two games? You got Horizon, you got Village. A oh, Village, that's right. That, that'll that run on it. Um, yeah, that's an adaption. Gran Turismo 7. Uh, more an adaption. <laughs> uh, uh, Pavlov VR, I think that's the first time it's been on PlayStation. It will be, uh, Yeah, you're going to see a lot of stuff that's been on uh, PC. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Yeah, just like VR is in sort of a weird space where a lot of people are kind of over it. Aye. Uh, and it's it feels like it may have missed its chance because mm. it just didn't, you know, it, it didn't didn't catch on fast enough. I don't know. No. Uh, to me, the VR is now a thing that if you've got mates around and you want to have a, a fucking laugh, you put the VR on and you put Beat Saber on and you all just laugh at everybody trying to hit the, the notes. Yeah, we That's what that. VR is now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what VR is now. VR is not... Like, I'm not sitting down every night going, oh, yes, I'll get in and play a game of this, that, and the other. I still turn my PlayStation on to do that. I'll maybe the odd time go, oh, I'll muck around on fucking that compound or muck around on Onward or something. But yeah. the most I play for is maybe half hour, and then go, yeah, I'm done. I'll put it on again at another time. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like a thing I want to spend more money. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. I've had me full, I've had me bit of VR, and I'm happy. Don't get me wrong; I'm not just going to sell my headset or anything, but it'll sit there and I'll use it when I fancy using it. But I'm not like busting a gut to play a more powerful version. Game's done. Wrestling. Mm. Yep. Uh, so Royal Rumble happened, and I didn't. <laughs> that's so. right. All the talk of. Oh, that's right. The uh, I know who won anyway. If you want to know, I'm yeah. Sure the thing, uh, the thing that we said happened would happen. Yeah. Happened. Cody came yeah. back and won the run. I yeah. think. Ray Ripley won the red. Also, the thing thing that you said is happening is going to happen. Uh, A very bad thing happened. It's a very bad thing. Now Jax came back. Oh dear! That's awful. Oh dear! Entered number thirty. Did everyone go off for fuck's sake? Number thirty. That's what I would have done. And then they 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 finally did the uh, the breakup of uh, Sammy. All right. Okay. So now Sammy is super face. Get a title run. Give him a title. They should give him. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Strap a rock out there. Uh, Sammy's like Ricky, especially. Way too no, I've heard nothing but good things about him. But like I say, with the whole thing happening with events and potential buyers and stuff, um, I know if obviously if, the, if Saudi Arabia was to buy WWE, I don't think Sammy would hang around. For no, no, <laughs> no, he wouldn't. But I don't know how likely that is. That's a, there hasn't been much news on that. There, um, there was something I heard about maybe Vince's uh, intention is to go back private with it, gather up all the stock himself, and just own it 100% outright. Oh, all right, try and go that that old route so he can cover his, his fucking greasy tracks. And that... <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
That's what that's about. And that would be it under under his thumb till the yep. day. Um, yeah, let's uh, talk about AEW. Mm. Uh, so Jay Briscoe finally got his tribute show. Yeah, now, it was, oh, that the, was. No, go ahead. I was going to say yeah, they they did the Ring of Honor one that they filmed after two weeks ago. The, which was the day after. Um, and uh, aside from, you know, Excalibur mentioned on commentary, we didn't get much else uh, in the no. way of an official on screen. Um, and we know, like, you know, Turner had problems with, uh, yep. with Jay because he said some homophobic stuff 10 years, which he did apologize. But it, it must have been just like took a week to sort that stuff out. Or it could have been just no one was ready for it and they wanted to do yeah. what they end up doing and have Mark Briscoe come on and do a match. And it would be a bit shitty if his brother dies. Like, hey, go and do a match for this tribute show. But it was, a, it was emotional as hell. Oh, I do. Really good, cool weed uh, tribute package. You're going to say Jay Lethal. Oh, man, he was in butts. I don't know. Before, before the match. I, literally coming down to the ring, him and Sanjay came out. Obviously, they, they know they, they know the Briscoes very well. They're wearing the T-shirts. You can see Lethal's eyes are red already. Mark Briscoe comes down. He is somehow keeping his composure for a play to the man. Um, but Jesus, Jay Lethal is in butts in the ring, hey? And I was thinking to myself, I was like, how the hell is he going to get through this? But he did. They actually... For play, they actually put on a fantastic match as well. Yep, they did. Uh, obviously, Mark Briscoe gets the win. Crowd's going absolutely bonkers. Whole roster's waiting at the top for him. And even the first person, obviously, to give him the craziest, biggest hug ever is TK. Just waiting there, just to <laughs> hug the life out of the man as he likes to do. It's TK's finisher. TK. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But um, look, it's nice that they're able to do something like that. It's a crying shame it took his brother passing. To get him on AWTV, but yeah, yeah. I, I just thought like the the image of him getting in the him holding both the Ring of Honor yeah. titles, Aye. it just looks so fucking. It, it looks so wrong. Yep. As uh, it, it was uh, emotional night for everyone. You uh, could hear Excalibur breaking up on a ring at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The point I can't remember. It wasn't during the match. I think he was talking about the match, the upcoming match, and you could hear him. And I'm pretty sure Shivani sort of took over for a second and then Excalibur came back in when he was ready. And I was like, mm. obviously he knows them very well as well. Like, so he would have worked with them a lot. And then we had uh, Ian Riccoboni and uh, Brice Coleman. Brice, Caprice Coleman coming out to join Excalibur for the call, which makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah it was a good good sort of send-off. Mm. Got there. Wonder uh, Mark Briscoe has said he's not stopping right. Mm. Future Ring of Honor world champion, maybe? Could see it happening. Could definitely see it happening. Who is the champ? Oh, it's still Claudio. It's Claudio. So long since I've seen any Ring of Honor stuff on AWTV now. Uh, so, other than that, this week, both Dynamite and really good. Mm. Uh, Start by talking about Starks now. Um, so, not a lot new with them. They lost to. Lay sex gods, Jericho was helped from uh, Floyd, Garcia and Floyd. Floyd got involved. Um, then we had uh, later on. Well, I think it was on Rampage. Well, Action Andretti challenging Sammy one on one, and he knows he can beat Chris Jericho. Yep. It's like you've already, you've already beat the big it, dog. Like, <laughs> have they done this backwards? Yeah, yeah. He beat the M boss first. Whoops. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yes, it, that that continues on. It was good. It was, it was. Lots of 
like I say, your man Andretti's pretty good in the ring, but there's just I think he needs to get his own look. I don't <laughs> care, you know. You could turn around to me and you could say, "Ah, but actually, Andretti was even, you know, rocking this look long before Will Ospreay." And it's like, "Well, see, yeah, fuck." I but no, I'm saying you could say that to me, and I would still look at you and go, "I," but who's more famous for that look? <laughs> there's no way Action Andretti is more famous than Will Ospreay. No. He's 25, so you can definitely see the the influence of a, a couple of wrestlers. Ah, there's a couple that you can definitely see it. But I, you know, he'll he'll find is it? Yeah, even Osprey, like it'd be he's so similar to Osprey, but Osprey with the same thing. It's like, all right, so I'm just known for doing some crazy flippy shit in the ring. Um, and then it wasn't until he got to Japan and his like personality started to come out, the good promos and. Um, mm. his move up to heavyweight and that's where he sort of really started put on the really good matches not to say he was for that but he just kept he got the, the in-ring stuff down the personnel which hopefully Action Andrade gear so I, get, hang, I still think it's too early yeah AWT agreed um, we had so House of Black Buddy Matthews defended uh, against Darby this was Darby being all like I beat everyone else now give me you but uh uh so during the match, we get the lights out, then Malachi and Bro appear, Sting goes up and fights one mm. of them, and Ortiz comes out, some sort of four now, fights uh, the other. Yep, they were, that's how they were taken backstage. So I'm guessing, you know, Ortiz, he's going to be feuding next with them. Well, we, we know Ortiz well. is already with them. So, like, yeah. it was weird because, like, it's Darby challenging. They're, like, a Solheim House of Black versus Darby Allen the Sting. That's, that's a dumb myth. This yeah, was yeah, just yeah. Uh, Darby needs an opponent. Let's have Buddy. They'll put on it. They did. Yep. They did. Uh, and then we can do this wee thing to further on the, the Ortiz. Eddie uh, Kingston. Eddie Kingston stuff with House of Black. Mm-hmm. And then we did get then a very strange promo out of Kingston That's, on Rampage. He did. I'm talking about, I he understand you. Uh, he re- sees it their way. I'm ready to go home. Mm. He's joining House of Black. <laughs> no idea. Imagine uh, House of Black. We were thinking Ortiz would suit it so well. <laughs> or would Eddie Kingston not be like in House of Black? <laughs> but it like... <laughs> I know, them coming out all evil and stuff, and then Eddie in the middle, you know, doing his gangster finger signs and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine one of the like the the promos and Malachi's doing his whole like yep stick and then and it was and he'd be like what are you talking about <laughs> go ahead and fight him <laughs> but then or Kingston's that good he could adapt I reckon he could but be, I think like, one of the reasons Kingston's so good is because he comes across as so genuine yeah true it's like you're not a goth kid fuck off <laughs> <laughs> well what if he stops talking oh what if Kingston doesn't talk anymore. And then just fathers people. Then with that, is that like someone has to come and save him from the evil House of Black? This is the Drago and Aerostar story from Lucha all over again. Yeah. Yes! It's one of my favorite stories. And Ortiz is like, I can't do this alone. Yeah. Santana comes back. Yeah! That'd be awesome. And they're all like, wait, let's go get the tag team titles. Wait, let's get our shoes and then our tag titles and then let's go save Eddie. Sold. I, I would love Santana came back. Yeah. They were a fucking tag team and a half. Ah, uh, that is so shit that they never got a. I know a, a title, especially when there there was like that real, like, oh, this should happen now. Yeah, uh, there was and, and never done. because ah, that was the whole thing of them separating from Jericho. 
Yeah, yeah, that uh, that would have been the, the perfect thing. Time to do, but no, we had to we had to do more stuff with Jericho. That's that's that period where I was getting really fucking sick of Jericho. Yep. <laughs> it's like well, these boys can't get out from under you. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? But he he, he seems to have moved on from that. Um, mm. Putting people and he he, did that. he saved Sammy Guevara. <laughs> He did. He, he fucking did. Um, He'd have been out in his hoop by now if it wasn't for Jericho. No. Um, Jungle Boy and Hook beat Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. I wonder where we're going with this. There's just more uh, more Ethan Page and <coughs> Matt Hardy stuff. Yeah. Is that the real story here? I think like, so. We I need think someone so. to beat. Yep. I still think Hathaway's group's a bit... Yeah, it is. Pit job squad. <laughs> job they are a bit job squad. Um, that's Ethan Page is so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Danielson and mm. on his road to MJF, I guess. So this week, yeah, Brian Cage. Another cracking match. It was a very good match. Um, good job of... That'd be Cage's best match. One of his best. AEW TV. Thing uh, is, I like Cage. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I know... I know Cage has said in multiple interviews, he doesn't like being a heel. But, well, don't look like that then. <laughs> yeah, but that's the pride. That's the thing. You there's no way you could. I know. I know his argument would be, "Oh, but look at Wardlow." That's I. But Wardlow was tortured for nearly three fucking years by MJF. So that's what you have to do if you want to get you know thinged over. And you know for a fact you can't do that because you have to do all this crazy shit in the ring. <laughs> he loves doing crazy shit in the ring. Mm. It's like, ah, you're not gonna look like the underdog if you're doing fucking moon salts at that size. So I think he's just a natural heel. He has to just stick with being a heel, and he does. He, 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 he's a whole. I love the the whole thing where he's just you know doing bodybuilding poses in the middle of the ring and all now, because he's that fucking big. Especially against someone like Danielson, it just yeah. looked even more impressive. Uh, Danielson really made him look strong, and like the win wasn't too convincing either. No, it was a skin of his teeth type win. Uh, um, which is that's yeah, that's how you deal with Cage. Uh, mm. I mean, I, if he should stay a heel until the crowd, unless that that thing with Wardle, he was a heel, but then the crowd started. If if he can do that, then mm. important thing. But as a face cage, if you just turn the face now, we kind of we've seen that, and it's. I'm trying to remember <sighs> how you, he just turned the face in Lucha. He doesn't have that kind of charisma. No, well, that was the thing. He had a mouthpiece in Lucha, a really mm. good mouthpiece, and then obviously. The Lucha fans were rabid dogs as well. Like, they believed he was an actual machine. That was the story they were told. And then so it was God this <laughs> No, he used to wear a singlet in Lucha, actually. I might have coming pretty... out in the fucking horrendous-looking robot costume. No, that, that, was, that was a back. Oh, right. He, he thought he was Wolverine. Um, what about MJF, then? Going to town on Danielson's arm. All right. This good. This is going to be the story of the match. Like, I don't know if you noticed, he was uh, when uh, Mark Briscoe after his match, he he was out there in the rap and he was he was in the sling. Yep, I did notice it. Keeping it going. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. We we get the weeds uh, backstage segment as well. I think that was on was that on Rampage. Um, uh, no, that was Dynamite. Danielson shouting at the doctor. Yeah. I'll wrestle. <laughs> yep. That's, that's you always notice the crowd gets all fired up when Danielson's going mad, and then MJF had cut a cut a good wee promo as well. I'm not too sure who this guy is. He's got next week, but apparently he's a fucking submission machine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh Timothy shit! What do you Thatcher? call him? The, uh, Timothy Thatcher. That is going to be a good fucking match. 
Nice. Um, that'll be very technical and probably very painful looking. Nice. Um, did mention as well uh, Takeshita coming out for the, the save, which has le- right. led us to Cage versus Takeshita this week. That's got to be awesome. That is going to be awesome. Yeah, it should be. Takeshita's unreal. Um, so, uh, Ruby Soho took on Tony Storm. It was supposed to be a triple threat. Uh, but we're definitely getting into this divide in the women's division. Did you hear what happened? With Brit? Why she was injured? Yeah. No. It was her fucking nose again. Uh, is it one of them things because you broke your nose it's just going to break if you look at it now? I think this is what's happening with her. I think her nose is more delicate than freaking Jeff Bezos' ego. She needs to hit up uh, Brandon Cutler for one yep. of them face masks. <laughs> I love he's been wearing that for nearly two years now. <laughs> oh fuck sorry but yeah the, 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 apparently uh, it was a dark match or something and someone caught her just slightly wrong and the nose just went again what's the worst that could happen there you know just go ah fuck it <laughs> I'm just gonna bleed every match nah, just become the new Ric Flair <laughs> or is there more of a danger to that no, John I'm, Moxley is oh uh, true true he, <laughs> I remember he was bleeding before a match started once Moxley? what did he do Ah, he did something and he nicked himself before he got into the ring and his head was bleeding. I was like, oh my fucking Pretty God. Pretty sure Flair's done that as well. But, um... Fucking arm drag, bleeding all over the place. <laughs> um, ah, I suppose if you kept breaking your nose, though, you're going to really uh, fucking fuck up your, your airways. Breathe, uh, yeah. uh, Well, apparently she won't be out for long. And she did, um... After uh, we had Ruby Soho beat Tony Storm here, um, and then afterwards, well, I think this was on Rampage, we saw this, uh, Ruby was about to cut a promo, uh, and we get Brett coming on being like, whose side you on? So we definitely got sides. Yep. And Brett's in the middle of this. Is Brett a face now? I think they're trying to do that, but it's it's neither Ruby or Brett or anyone I would be worried about. I would be wondering what fucking side she'd on. I think that's, uh, that's what they're going. I guess they're they're definitely intentionally going for the. Oh, everyone's overlooking Sheeta. Hmm. And maybe they'll. Well, there's still a chance where they'll they'll be all doing their uh the like pressure and Ruby and all and, um fighting between themselves. And then what if Sheeta just comes and goes? I don't give a. F-. That would be awesome. I don't care if you're an original. Or you're a WWE. We we have had Yuka Sakazaki now on Elevation two weeks in a row, and she hasn't been on TV as well. And she's back in like, Japan. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure she's back. She was booked for, I think it was some DDT show of some sort. She was definitely booked in Japan this past week. All right. So. Because I was going to say we could have had a couple of Joshis out there and just have them and kick an ass. Why would you ship her in? I, I don't know what that's about. Unless she was maybe in doing something else and Tony Khan brought her in or something. But still, why wouldn't you use her? Because everyone, fuck, she gets some reaction when she comes out. Um, how come no one's asking Jade, Jade where, where she is? I think <laughs> she's just got her own division. Yeah, everyone sort of looks at Jade and went, no, I'm not nursing that. <laughs> uh, but it's it's weird. The yeah. It's like she has her own wee bubble. Yeah, with just a couple of people in it. Yeah. And just, uh, I've got my own damn title. Yep. Uh, speaking of her, I guess, uh, Red Velvet, this is this is number 50. Yep. I don't think it's happening. No, no. I think she'll go. Like, but is there a chance she drops this title to someone at Revolution? 
Well, I've been hearing that everyone's favourite alien has been backstage the last week or two. Except she's not an alien. Oh, that's right, she's not an alien. Any. So, apparently she's been backstage, and they reckon she'll be ready to go. Well, um, if it's in time if it's in time for revolution, I'll just like, right, let's do it already. But the, yeah. it's not like uh, that's the last one. No, but I reckon once she loses the title, she might, um, she might, uh, you mightn't see her as much. Because honestly, the only reason you do see her is because of the title and the streak. And when they're both gone, you know, you have to try and create a whole new feud for her then. Yeah. The one thing you could do with her finally, though, is, you know, you could really make Jamie Hayter look like a beast as well. And just have her go through Jade as well once she loses that title. Jake could go, oh, I deserve a shot at the women's title because, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And Hater runs over her as well. And that's how you make Hater look like an absolute beast. It probably does have to happen. She probably does have to get a, a shot at that title, even if she, mm-hmm. if she drops uh, the TBS title. Uh, speaking of Hater, uh, her and Emi Sakura. I, what I, a match. I, I, I think uh, that, that, that was like a true, right, here's, what, here's why Emi Sakura is a big deal. Uh, and people hold her. Here we go. Hater's been such a good champion so far. And she hasn't been mm-hmm. champion that long. And they've actually been using Hater as a champion. You yeah, mean? and I don't. I don't think Brit's got in the way. No, not she, too. No, she's definitely not in Brit. It's her. It's Hater getting the reactions. It's Hater mm-hmm. getting the pops. Uh, the Brit sort of step back a bit and is sort of just her hanger on. Um, yeah, she's doing the us versus them thing by the looks of things, but. Um, yeah, it looks like Emmy's gonna have a mm. good run here with with this title, and as long as she's she's putting on those those types of matches, um, I'm these all good. Two, these two beat each other red raw, like mm. so they did. It was absolutely brutal, but it was amazing. I think you know it's like uh, here's what we did. Uh, what what she did with Sheeta in that match is like, yep. <laughs> can we get more violent? Uh, and then, like both their chests bleed. <laughs> Yep. It's fucking crazy. Um, you think about it, you haven't seen Emi Sakura do anything like that in donkeys because she's just been on dark, really, just yeah, jobbing she, people. She's a trainer, like. Aye. And then uh, you could almost tell, like, she was enjoying herself. Like, <laughs> she battered Jamie Hayter that much. Her, her fucking costume was coming apart. <laughs> do you remember she has, remember she has the, thing, the neck thing? Oh, she, I, It just snapped because she was beating the shit out of her. That was when, uh, Brit, that, is that when Brit was doing something. I think so. Um, I thought her hair was caught in it. And then, what do you call what do you call Emmy's two wee minions? Oh, um, shit. Saruga. I May Saruga. Why the uh, fuck? If you got May Saruga there, put her in a goddamn ring. Exactly. I mean, so you could add Yuka and May there with Sheeta. She's so, uh, she's really good. People could have been May Saruga. Bring back Lulu Pencil. <laughs> Eddie's favorite. Why doesn't he do commentary anymore? What the f- Oh, he was good. I mean, Daddy Magic's pretty good, but Eddie was the man. Um, Hangman. Mm. What's he been doing? Murdering people. He's been doing John Moxie's moves. Yep. He had, a, he had a very good match with Wheeler Yuta, but you see the last couple of minutes, poor Yuta, I think he took about four or five clotheslines. He did clothesline the absolute fucker. <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell Hangman's clotheslines are absolutely brutal. Don't think they're as bad as they were. I think he used to be a lot worse. And then someone said, "Hi, <laughs> settle down." He's up there, but <laughs> you're, you're completely winded, people. But um, and then no, ironically, I, he's the one that gets knocked out with a clothesline. <laughs> mad's that like? Uh, um, but no, the whole the whole uh, Death Rider at the end and all. I was like, mm. oh, geez, this is this is gonna be 
an absolute collision on Wednesday between these two again. But then he sent him mixed messages with that thing of the the interview with Renee on Dynamite. Is he really okay? Uh, and then he's... <laughs> I don't know, are we going to get a bit of a heel turn, do you think? Hangman? Can Hangman be a heel? I don't think he can. Yeah, he was in the... Oh, okay, good point. Because he keeps talking about mending old fences. Going back to the elite. Is that, or is that what we're meant to think? Maybe he means Bullet Club? Ooh, that's right. We have one Bullet Club guy. That's right. Because uh, so, he straight up just... I thought, you know, when he joined, that, that was him done with all that. And he's all, nope. nah, Bullet Club, just, fuck yeah! Here I am, my Bullet Club gear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one other thing I thought, forgot to write down, write down here is Adam Cole... <clears throat> staring long, long, longingly at revolution signs. Yes. Well, that's obviously where he's making his big comeback. Yeah. Yeah. But what will he be doing? Mm. Who, who, who? Who's he going to fight? Any number of people. He, he'll put on a damn good match. Has any scores they sell? And there's the old Kenny Omega one. Well, I'm sure Kenny will be defending the trios titles with the Bucks, I would think. That's right, because the top flight were saying they're going to get AR Fox and go for those titles. Yes. Which will be a hell of a match. Yes. So yeah, it could be a wee score to settle or somewhere or something. Uh, and just to finish up here. Just to go into court. <laughs> yeah, this is. I this has know, to I, be a bit of a mistake. I don't know. I don't know why I'm disappointed, but I am. You're disappointed on him? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know he wasn't used to wearing a mask. And then he worked in Lucha Underground. They put a mask on him, and he was just having gear and all sold with his, his thing on it. I, I don't know. I, I know he's a smart guy, but it has to be an honest mistake, wouldn't do you think? Uh, I don't know. Right. So, what? Well, I guess but we should. I'll be overselling the the the. Oh yeah, sorry. You should explain what's going on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, a, a company called uh, CFX um, make his mask. So, what? The, they're they're not a they're not a mask wrestling mask company. Hmm. Uh, so, no, they're a special effects company. Yeah. So they do like really fucking high quality latex masks um, that would look like a, a movie prop. Um, you can tell the his. Yeah, his, uh, he doesn't wear normal luchador or uh, luchador mask. He wears like more like a big rubber sort of prosthetic thing. Yeah, so that 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 what he wears is one of their design from them. Mm. Now they are soon because um, they did not. Uh, he did they. AEW or Luchador do not have permission to sell merchandise um, and stuff like that or sell the mask even as, as a toy on a t-shirt uh, shouldn't be in the video game because they, they, they got nothing so, the, so they're, they're looking for their share of what was made from anything Luchasaur sold uh, since 2019 mm. um, no 18 um, no they also said that they tried to sign a licensing deal with Luchasaurus in 2019 um, and they designed a, a new mask especially for him and AEW bought the rights to it um, like so they own that design um, but then they have emails with Luchasaurus with him saying oh, the original's too iconic to change uh, and then the part that really disappoints me if this is true is then they say that he then went to another mask maker and asked them to do a mask for him that was near identical to this one um, mm. to get around that, which is kind of seems real shitty. Um, and the, the apparently the, the new designer uh, 
turned them down because of the... the mm. um, oh, dear, dear, dear. Tony Khan's going to have to clean this up. I mean, I'm sure it'll be easily sort of throw yeah. some money. He'll probably say, let me... I don't know how much they could charge for, like, one of their designs. But I guess that that's... It's either you... You're, you're probably going to have to pay them. They'll, they'll settle out of pay oh, or whatever. Um, but then it's either he's going to have to change to that ma- other mask or uh, he also buys outright the rights to, to the mask he wears. Hang on, so he's been wearing that mask before AEW? I'm sure it was fine in the indies. Ah. Uh, uh, and, and you weren't selling, you know... Millions of t-shirts. And you didn't have an action figure and, and stuff action. like that. So, uh, okay. Okay. Because that was my thing. I was all, wait a minute, I've known Luchasaurus wearing those masks since, you know, because he used to wrestle an impact and all before he came to AEW. And that was his mask. Here's the but thing. Can, can you buy a replica of... I'm sure you could probably contact our company, but I wouldn't I wouldn't fancy seeing the no, price tag on I, I mean, an <laughs> uh, official AEW. No, no. No, no. They don't sell They don't sell Evil Uno's masks. They don't sell Luchasaurus's masks. They don't sell anybody's masks. That seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah, but I think... Well, certain wrestlers are very uh, thing about their masks. Like Penta never sold any of his or anything like that. How'd you get one? Oh, mine's a counterfeit Penta. <laughs> yep, I'm counter. I am t- Tesco discount Penta. <laughs> counterfeit Penta. Don't tell Penta. I'll show up at my door and break my arms. Your Pentagon's non-union Mexican equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> very good. But yeah, hopefully they get that sorted. Yeah, I can, all right. I didn't know about that last, but that is a wee bit disappointing. That if he tried to work around it like that, but hopefully this doesn't uh, this doesn't do anything to his AEW career because he's one of my favorites. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but we're done. Yep. This I is guess. this po- this podcast is over. You guess what? Yep. What? You said I guess. All right. No. All right. I I, I, guess, I guess it's over. All right. Oh, it. this is a disaster ending again. <laughs> I know. You know what? Here's how we ended. We'll just stop it 